Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Uh. Meh. Textual healing. Okay, so another day, another Republican congressional candidate freaking out over the simplest displays of LGBT support. (laughs) Um, Derek Van Orden is a Republican congressional candidate from Southern Wisconsin. And according to a librarian at Prairie Duchenne Memorial Duchenne, which doesn't sound like it fits in Wisconsin, but either way, um, Van Orden stormed into her library on June 17th and threw a dramatic hissy fit over a display of LGBTQ affirming books she had set out for Pride Month. Apparently, it was like a full-blown meltdown in the middle of the children's section of the library, (laughs) calling the display disgusting and incorrect. Um, He was particularly mad about the display of A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo, which is a parody of the former second lady... Karen Pence's picture book about her husband's real life pet rabbit. Um, so the, anyway, so How the interesting is thing. That? How do, wait, um, first off, that book. We have to give credit to that book. Who's the Who's the writer of it? I forget now. I don't uh, remember. Yeah, but oh, How, was a, it was a book written by the I think the staff of John Oliver's show. How awesome oh, right. is it that that you take a book written by Karen Pence about her husband's pet rabbit it turns into a <laughs> gay it's pride. the greatest it's, it's the greatest. so good yeah um but van orden filed an official statement of concern with the library in which he called the book historically inaccurate and propaganda and accused mm-hmm. the author of quote so this was interesting skewing young people to think that republicans are not inclusive which mm-hmm. i thought was like the, <laughs> the greatest irony of all was it at all boiled down and that to me that's when you're like oh it's like he's, of course he's like a bigoted, you know, psychopath. But he also gets strategy, and he knows that you know Republican brand is narrowing and narrowing mm-hmm. in on smaller and smaller smaller groups. And but he doesn't want to admit that, so yeah. he's mad when something comes out and says the Republicans are not inclusive. Um, and I think rightfully so when when yeah. people critique the party for that. Uh, but he's mad because he's like, that's going to hurt the brand. So therefore, that's why I object to this. I also love when Republicans put out, I mean, it's often only Republicans who put out official statements. It's like, <laughs> what's his name? Um, the the Cong- Madison Caw- Hawthorne, 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 who yeah. this week he was like, I officially invoked the 25th Amendment when it's like, you can't do that. You don't right. have that power. There's nothing yeah. official about this. Like, yeah. you put out a statement, dude. That's all you did. Yeah. It's also very funny to imagine like being a kid in that library, like reading at, you know, re- quiet reading time and yeah. this full grown adult grandpa comes in and throws a hissy fit. And you're like, what is this guy's problem? And it's like, he doesn't like these, those books. He doesn't yeah. like those books. Yeah. So he's throwing a temper tantrum like a baby. Also mad props to, I mean, I love a library. I love libraries. Libraries are like, just the, the cornerstones of sort of communities. And I just think libraries and librarians are so fucking awesome. And they like, they, 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 they often don't put their judgment on books because all they want people to do is read mm-hmm. and yeah. like expand their mind. And well, so the they... librarian was also queer. 
Well, that's, I mean, that's great too, but there's, there's there's so many examples of librarians across, even just like, you know, drag queen story hour, they're straight cisgendered female, like librarians out there and male librarians who are just like, well, no, we just want to expand people's knowledge base and and their experience with reading. And so they, they incorporate all these different groups, also conservative groups to come in and like hold their, their meetings and do their things. I mean, they're very inclusive and it's, more you should go get go to your library get a library card and and return a book late and then pay a fee it's a donation to the library go to the library you son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) i just think it's great and i and i i love that this dude not in in a weird way even though he's he's doing something horrible and wrong and everything he's he's putting attention on this library and hopefully it brings about more people in the community to come to this library and support this library and and Use the library. Yeah, use the resources that are there. Did you guys ever? Did you ever go to the library where you went when you were in like high school? I obsessively sure. use the library. I still to this yeah. day use a library. I love a library. I used I used the college libraries on campus, University of Michigan, but uh, I didn't go to the public library on, after like middle school. It was just I don't know. It was like in Ann Arbor. It was kind of like for crazy people <laughs> to yeah. hang out in. I mean, I like well, the in, smell of the library. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was a kid, my mom took us to the Kirkwood Library and my hometown is very sort of like Mayberry-like in St. Mm -hmm. Louis. And the library is one of those sort of Mayberry-like libraries where you walk in and there's lots of sunlight and it's very built in like the 1940s. And so it's, it's just... It's just the smell of like old books and like yeah. something's, something's rotting, but it's actually kind of sweet. And you're just, it's just, it's just something's a wonderful rotting. experience. You know, what's funny too, is that at the, at, uh, at the, I would go to the library too, as a young kid, because my friend was like, you know, they hide playboys there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were like, I was like, what? And it was, he was like, yeah, they hide playboy magazine underneath the other magazines. You have to look yeah. for them. And, and I would literally like, I mean, I was like, I don't know, middle school. And I would literally like skulk around the library looking for these, <laughs> apparently these alleged hidden troves with like yeah. porno mags in That's the library. So it's like, funny. they were never to be found. <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't scare you. Cause that like knowing right, yeah. everything I know about young Elliot, everything scared you and the thought and of it like- did, it did. It seems yeah. very bold of young Elliot. Yeah, yeah it I does was, seem I, surprisingly bold. Yeah, but I would do it with a friend, and I think that was also a little homoerotic. So they could get in trouble. Oh, <laughs> oh but this no, this bitch was on microfiche trying to find a nipple slip in the newspaper. <laughs> oh, didn't you love the microfiche too? I love spinning that wheel. I and... still never figured out how to do it. Me either I, I never, never I couldn't, I never it. used God, it. Too afraid. It. Although a library in like a big city, or to the one listener who gets angry when I say this, urban cities, um, who oh who, you who like. Who the, the, it's a very different experience, a library in, in a big city, just because it's filled with yeah. lots of different type of people, some people looking at porn. And it's it's uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting experience. But I still say go support them. Wait, I just gotta add one fun fun little button. Go support them by looking at porn there. Go ahead, Elliot. <laughs> um uh Van Orden, the guy who threw the hissy fit, he had a he wrote a book in 2015 called Book of Man, a Navy SEAL's Guide to the Lost Art of Manhood. Oh, right. And he talks <laughs> That's about the how, gayest title ever. I know. And he wrote about an incident that happened while he was in the military when he exposed a male lieutenant's enlarged scrotum to two young female officers. The male, the guy had come into contact with poison oak, so his balls had flared up. So Van Orden was sitting with him at a naval hospital, and two <laughs> low-level female officers walked by, and he he saw them and he he said, excuse me, to the two girls. He said, can I ask you something? And he flashed the other guy's giant 
balls yeah uh, and they gasp in heart he wrote that in his book right like that's he's probably in a library this. that's probably yeah. in a library somewhere <laughs> yeah yes. not even joking so excited for our guest today watching her stand up has like left me hurting from giggling i love it so much welcome giggles can Tran. be painful yeah giggles can be very painful especially if you eat chipotle i had chipotle last night and then i mm. was giggling and it hurt so jealous don't do don't do chipotle and giggling i, I know had we're the not quesadilla right. too i i went to <laughs> the combo that's a yeah, deadly I, combo instead of the bowl i had the quesadilla and i and i feel like maybe it was a bad decision i don't know <laughs> you know, I, I hadn't even Sounds thought about like quesadillas it. until like I just don't think about quesadillas, I guess. Oh, I'm and a five-year-old. I always think about quesadillas. Mm-hmm. Well, it was really your boyfriend Michael who yeah. kind of turned me back on to them and we went to some sort of Mexican street truck. And oh, yeah. he was like, Oh no, no, you gotta get the quesadilla. And I was like, you know what? I, I think I'm gonna do this. And it was just when like, in Rome. Since then <laughs> I've been like a quesadilla head. Oh, <laughs> Wait, that is like my new favorite story of all time. Um, with that said, I talked over your name, Tian Tran. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yes, thank you so you. much for How having are you? How are you? Me. Welcome to Los Angeles. You just moved here. Yes, I just moved back. Yeah. Um, How do you feel? Do you feel either thinner or fatter? That will happen to me when I come to Los Angeles. You feel definitely, one or the feel, other. definitely feel sadder. Does that okay. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, that's um, the that's the LA welcome. Yeah. Did you move here for um, the incredible new job opportunity that you will be doing as an actress on How I Met Your Father? Yes, yes. Wow, that's I amazing. Just moved back for that, which is super exciting. I'm very excited. It's like it's like my yeah. it's my first big series regular role, so I'm just yeah. like it's a spinoff of How I Met Your Mother, starring yep. Hilary Duff. Correct? Who's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I wrote on the show Younger um, for the first couple seasons and got to hang out with her because she was on the show. And I, you know, like I guess you always ex- one might expect a child star to be batshit crazy or at yes. the very least like mm-hmm. eccentric or something. And yep. I don't know how she did it, but she is genuinely like the like so like normal, chill and normal and down to earth. You're yes. a duffhead. You're a duffhead. <laughs> Yeah, I just she's just I'm so, a so normal. Yeah. I'm so I'm, I'm I'm sure you just enjoy. Have you started work her. on the show? What's it like? I mean, is it, it like it's exciting? The we, cast is amazing. The cast is really fun. Um, we start we started last week, and then we start shooting this like first episode this upcoming week, which is very exciting. I play a lesbian lettuce farmer, um, which is very Mm. close to home. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The best part was like, I I actually auditioned for another role. I auditioned for like the straight woman who like gets all the guys and they were like, no, lesbian not the farmer. Right fit. Not the right yeah. Um, so I'm super. I'm just. I'm so excited in the and like you know I'm biased, but like the writing is very good and funny, and I'm. It's just were you so a great. fan of the original? Because it was huge. That show yeah. was huge. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't watch. Yeah, you don't have to say Neither yes. Neither did I. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I've seen, never, I've seen bits and pieces, but like I get why and how I get it. Like the bits and the stuff that I've seen definitely seemed like 
funny and punchy and like, you know, it Mm. birthed a lot of careers in a way that didn't feel undeserved. I also get why mm -hmm. you probably were, you wanted to go for the straight woman who like bagged all the guys because you probably wanted to be the Neil Patrick Harris of How Mm. I Met Your Father because he was the womanizer in that one, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. he was. Yeah, he was. I wanted to, I just wanted to take a straight role from a straight person, but. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You wanted to Um, beef. You want to the, only, the only sitcoms I watch contain the words bazinga, so I'm not particularly familiar with <laughs> Well, you, with. I mean, speaking of, you have a bit in your act that, I, I mean, I, I've never seen you live, which I think is unfortunate, um, but, you know, that's I will soon, I'm sure. But watching your stand-up, you had a bit about um, straight actors playing gay and how you deserve an award because in high school you you were in the closet for so long and it was method acting because of all the hand jobs you gave to men even I though gave you're so a many, lesbian. I gave so many hand jobs. I mean- <laughs> Man, you and Elliot both. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so many. I treated it like a fucking science. I was like, yeah. what other things can I learn how to... It's yeah. so outrageous. You got any? You got any tips? Because I don't. I feel like I don't do a very good job. Still, <laughs> I re- have you ever heard oh, of the? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off because I didn't. No, I was just gonna say. I remember reading Please. Cosmo for tips, big time, oh, and I just. Yeah. They always really. They pushed, really like, had tips. They had tips. They always pushed like fondling the balls at the same time, but yeah. like. Wow. I'm not Did they ever talk about pulling yeah. the balls? I always find pulling <laughs> the balls is good. Pulling, yeah, a little pulling. Depends. Depends. Two, well, a lot of like two hand action. Yeah. yeah. It's like driving a stick shift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know if I've talked about Except this. Except I the- emotionally stalled all the time. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod, but I was talking to somebody recently and she was saying how like, in high school, she was taught essentially by other girls that like the cruelest thing one could do to a boy is give them blue balls. Yeah, right. <laughs> the cruelest thing you oh. could do right. turn on a boy and like not finish him. Right. Really? Yeah. And she was like that. It was she was like it was so gross. It was like the like the the, the steadfast rule that like every girl knew that that was cruel. And it's like yeah, it's yeah. Like, I remember that sentiment. Cruel. Yeah. I re- I remember that sentiment too. I just it's so insane to be like okay, ladies. Right. Empathy 101. Here we go. Okay. Right. You must make you him must. climax. Yeah. <laughs> oh, must God. Climax. Um, yeah, I what, mean, oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, Tian, I know you're from the Midwest, right? Yeah, I'm from like Erie, Pennsylvania is technically Midwest. Oh, you're from Erie. I'm obsessed. Erie's a great place. I love Erie. I'm like, Wait, oddly how, obsessed why have you been to Erie? Erie Pennsylvania. I've been all I've, over Pennsylvania. I've never been. Yeah, I've been, I mean, I used to, I used to work in politics. So like, you know, Pennsylvania was as a very big Democratic state. Yes. Tom, home of Tom Ridge, home of Tom Ridge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't heard that name in a really long time. He lived in, he's from, that was like Erie's, Erie had Tom Ridge, the guy from Train. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, Oh my God. The guy from Train. The guy from Train. He performed at my high school graduation. Oh my God. Oh, that's exciting. Um, Huge huge yeah it was a huge moment yeah. and then a, an ice skater that i can't remember peggy fleming is that an a, a oh i don't ice? know i don't yeah know. that sounds, sounds like skater. it probably yeah. would be yeah, yeah um, but the guy from train i mean i actually think there's something so incredibly what funny train? about, about the train the because train is a band that everybody knows but nobody knows who they are like yeah. you don't like first of all it's called train so it's the most forgettable band name yeah. you could possibly yeah. imagine <laughs> the music is uh is like drops of jupiter and 
It's like drops of Jupiter in her hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's or, Drain? That's, and yeah. then Meet Virginia. Meet Virginia, yeah. Oh, I they know all that one. They kind of sound the same. I know you know what they are. You know every song, but you don't know who they are, what they are. Yeah. And they yeah. don't make an attempt to let you know that they're like, you don't know the guy from Train's name. Right. Uh, I, right. I, I don't. Point. He's the I guy don't know his train. name. Right. Train. And he what was it like? High school graduation. Go I ahead, mean, what Alex. was it like being in the closet in like, I mean, I, I, I don't know what the, you know, the Asian American population probably is in Erie, but I have a feeling it's not, not very high. Not and, high. And then also being queer at the same time. I mean, that must have been a mind fuck in Erie, Pennsylvania. It definitely was. It was, it was hard for sure, which, which is why I think like, you know, I, I tried to be like the funny kid in school because, because yeah. I was like the one of the only Asian American kids in, in my school. And also like, I mean, I wasn't queer. I wasn't out then, but I, I knew that these hand jobs weren't cutting it. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. so I just, I played a lot of team sports. I'm a bit of a jock. So like oh. that is where I like really channeled all of, feel that oh, rude. Yeah. <laughs> soccer. I was a, I was a huge, oh, huge soccer, soccer, huge soccer player. Well, I played um, soccer and, when I was a kid and I slept on the field. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Take a little that sounds nap. right. Yeah. 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 I mean, the thing about Erie is that like, I had moments where I didn't realize that people were being racist to me. Like, it's one of those things where like later, like when I grew up, I was like, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was in high school all, all four years at the same high school. And I was like, I wasn't like a popular, popular kid, but I played on the soccer team and I was mm-hmm. like part of the orchestra. And I went into class senior year and one of my teachers asked if I was a foreign exchange student. So just oh, like God. little bizarro God. microaggressions where in right. the moment I was like, that's hilarious. She thought I was a foreign exchange student. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Whereas right. like looking back, I'm like, oh my God, no one, it, it was a classroom full of my friends and no one was like, hey, that's yeah. messed up. Yeah. There's also the the difference with like, I mean, you have another joke in your act, which I think is so great. And I so related to was, cause I have a hard German name. Like the H in my name is a really hard German name. That's also very offensive. And so teachers, whenever they were doing role, they were like, they would never, it was terrifying to see them try to pronounce the name. And you have a joke in your act about the same thing, about how a teacher just w- like, wouldn't even pronounce your name. I mean, it, no. it's, it's, it's much worse. You had a much worse Wouldn't than pronounce your like, last name? So or for, easy. <laughs> so my, my full name, like full Vietnamese name is Han Dian, which is like spelled very phonetically, like H-A-N-H-T-I-E-N. And if you were mm-hmm. to do like an anglified version of it, you would say Han Tien. Yeah. But this dude straight up was just like Hank Tina. White dude, white dude, white dude. White dude, white dude, white dude. So funny. Which is why I, that is my like, I've now. Oh, that's your Instagram name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's your Adele Dazeem moment. That's it's my Adele so Dazeem and I've perfect. taken it and I've made it my like Instagram name. Yeah. Um, some people who <laughs> I'll get random DMs from strangers that like haven't deciphered that that is a fake name. So they'll be like, <laughs> Hank, Hank, I just wanted to reach out. I'm like, well, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not responding to you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Is- Sometimes it's just unbelievable. Like when we when like you hear about microaggressions and like, you know, again, I think it's also part of the privilege of being a white dude, but it's like 
so I, I get, you know, so offended on your behalf, but I like, it's like, I shouldn't be surprised, you know? I mean, I'm just, I'm just never not discuss like deeply, deeply disgusted and empathetic for those horrifying moments where of all people to make you feel like shit, a teacher, like fuck off. It just makes me so nuts. It makes me so mad for you. How did you feel in the moment? Like, what was it? Was it, I mean, I mean, I think in like hind, like you were saying in hindsight, you didn't really know that some of the things were racist. Like what, how did you process it then? In the moment, I just laughed. I mean, yeah. I think that's like the only thing I could do in the moment yeah. and mm-hmm. with all my friends, because we were just all like, man, that's ridiculous. But I didn't have the language to be like, this is racist and terrible. Yeah. How and dare and- you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't unpack it in the moment. And so I think that's why I turned to like joking. And it's such a good defense mechanism mm-hmm. to just be mm-hmm. like, I'm going to joke about this. I'm going to laugh. I'm not going to like try, try to unpack it in the moment. Because I think like as a teen, it's already hard being a teen. So when you're yes, like, I was going to say that, right. Uh, when you like try to be like, okay, what did I, let me just unpack this emotional attack. I think I would have just been hard to go through high school. Yeah. Um, so I, I laughed, I laughed, I laughed it off a lot. And mm-hmm. when after high school, you moved to Chicago, right? You were, you went to, I went no. to school in, Bo- I went to school in Boston. I went to Boston college. Okay. Um, and then I'm, and then I moved to Chicago, but I started doing comedy in, at BC which oh, wow. was just the only good thing about my college experience yeah. <laughs> was meeting <laughs> you friends. You hated college too? I did. Yeah. I, you know, anyone who's like, those were the best four years of my life. They're I'm like, losers. You're They're a loser. Losers. <laughs> You're yeah. a huge loser. Uh, sorry, guys. Those are the best four years of my life. But all right. That's so funny. All right. No, anyway. I can't. College was the worst. I totally feel you. I mean, so did you just start doing, did you do stand up then in Chicago as well? Because like Chicago's not necessarily a stand up. I struggled with trying to do Chicago stand up. I thought like Chicago's a huge st- comedy city. I think it's huge improv. It's but huge not sketch stand-up. improv. Yeah. Okay. It's huge yeah. improv. It has recently become a yes. very big stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, place now and it's so I started in improv which I hated it um, yeah, did same, any of you guys same. do hated improv? improv I yeah. hated improv no. I think it's because I also was just like I had only just started coming out so mm. but like was like half in the closet half half not but anytime I was in a scene with anyone that was like you're my girlfriend. You're my wife with a dude. I had like an existential crisis. <laughs> oh my I'm like, God. I'm like, this is not good for improv. Right. Yeah. You're like, no, no, no. This I'm on a bike. Made. I'm on a motorcycle. And I got, <laughs> <laughs> get on my bike, I'm a, bitch. I'm a, I'm a dyke with a, a wife, okay? <laughs> right. right. I know. I always hated an improv because like, Literally watching improv is like watching like a really like rough rehearsal oh, and so the straight man in improv. I mean, I'm sure it's the same to this day because I just I refuse to even go to an improv show, but they they always default to being gay. Like the yes. straight men, yeah. it is the, it is their default. It's, in, it's the easiest way to get a laugh is when two yep. men kiss. It and, blows me yeah. away. It's and it's still by the way, it still works. You know, it's it's one of these things I in New York, I used to open for improv uh, groups all the time. Mm-hmm. Improv crowds are the yeah. best crowds in the world. Yeah. So I had so much fun. But I anything. would they laugh at anything because <laughs> well, they're not they're, used to well, laughing. I was gonna say, I'm like, you're walking up there with jokes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but I never watch. I never really watched improv. And so, like within the last like three, four, five years, I'm like, let me actually like watch it. Let me watch a show. 
And 99% of the time, it is the worst thing I've ever Wait, seen. What is funnier than what is funnier than Brent spent years opening for improv shows and then saying now, I never actually watched. Like, I never yeah. actually watched, yeah. Going, do, opening and then immediately leaving is so funny yeah. and, and true to who you are. But yeah. I also did improv too. And, and I think, especially in that in that era, it was like UCB and it was like yeah. in mm-hmm. and So at that time, it felt like a, like being in sort of a, like an underground band or something thing or that yeah. was the scene it was very electric and then at a certain point and for selective me, I was like, oh wait this is also deeply deeply terrifying like yeah. mm-hmm. unless the improv show is incredible it sucks yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. problematic it's also often problematic the, i mean at least back in the day when i mean we were doing it in new york like a lot of the groups were very problematic for women for people of color for queer people yes. it's just yeah, i mean oh, lacking yeah, yeah, yeah. across the that board it, yeah yeah when it's good it's amazing but amazing, it's so right. it is so often so hard yeah yeah watch. that's so rare that that's the, that that happens but when it's good it's, it is it's, it's incredible it's when incredible it's, but it's when only it's good when it's, it's maya rudolph or like amy Pol. like it's it's literally only good with them Yes, <laughs> and that's exactly correct. Elliot actually does a really funny impression. One of your best impressions, Elliot, is you do an impression of the guy that ends the scene in an improv oh, show yeah, where he like yeah. you know when you know when like a scene gets bad and someone like runs but you know runs in front of the between the audience and, and the improvised they sweep. sweep. Yeah, they do a very like light sweep of the stage. It's supposed to look casual, but it's very like it's a very like pompous thing where it's yeah. like oh, i'm gonna end it now and it's like yeah it's right like, I, they think they they want to look like casual in front of an audience even though the yeah. the medium is terrifying you yeah, know and yeah. like it's yeah. all, it's all like alan said it's so intensely scary yeah. because you're just what all you're doing the default in improv is essentially flailing mm-hmm. yeah. and unless some unless people are masterful at it they're flailing and so yeah. it's brent's right i mean that's that's what's so funny to me is that like there could be a scene that is excruciating mm-hmm. and then somebody is like all right i'm gonna do this i'm sweep. gonna run it i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. do the sweep yeah there's always like one guy yeah. that does it every time he's like i'm the guy i'm yep. the sweeper you know yeah it is like the most it is also that guy is also the most like passive aggressive it's like yes. i'm gonna mm-hmm. put a period on it's done yeah yeah. Now, when did I will you like? Say just, oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I would. I just. I don't want my improv friends to be like, "Fuck you, Tia." because I had great people at, at Chicago, but of it was. Course. It's 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 so hard. It's, it's so hard. hard. It's That's so the hard. problem. I mean, you gotta yeah. you gotta respect the people who can commit to something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, like, it's, it's incredible like, like, when they're good. Yeah. Yeah, like it's I just like, watched the circle. Okay, mm-hmm. I know I'm behind. Oh yeah. But one of the one of the dudes was in improv, and I felt myself go. God yeah. damn it. Like yeah. they let anyone do improv now. Like that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> anyone kind of, can do improv. It's kind of on the same level as drag in a way. I do drag and it's like when you see a really bad drag queen, like someone who's just like just really bad at it, it's just like, well, you gotta respect the commitment at least. Like at least they're <laughs> at, they're sticking to it after all these yeah. years. You know, it's the same with improv, you know, not so yeah. much with stand-up because I feel like and that's what I, what I wanted to ask you, like, when did you like switch to stand up? Because for me in New York, it was I had known Judy Gold stuff for like years and years before I even did anything in stand up. But I remember seeing a lot, seeing Judy Gold live and how she worked the room. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's that's the hardest thing that I can do in comedy. And that's what I want to know how to do well. You know what I mean? I know. I love it. I love I, I love stand up. And I also just love watching other stand ups because it's mm-hmm. it's incredible just to watch one person have like a an amazing like dialogue with the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started doing stand up probably like 
six years ago, six, okay. six years ago. Um, I had done improv, didn't love it. So I started doing classic story sketch with a group of friends in weird theaters and (laughs) and then was like you know what I want to try to do stand-up and in Chicago there was an amazing like weekly kind of variety show that was very very queer and I started it was called Salonathon um and I started doing um stand-up there which was such a wonderful like safe super queer space and then I started kind of doing little shows around um and then I auditioned for Second City and got a job there. And so that's kind of how I've like shifted from, cause when I first moved to Chicago, I worked in advertising. I was a science, oh. life science advertiser. Oh, um, hmm. which well, is- I don't know how, but there's, is there a huge market for science advertising? There is a huge market, but because it's, it's all business to business. So it's like, it's like I was coming up with ad copy for the, the magazines that scientists got for them oh, to yeah. get faster. So what's like the Time Magazine machines. of science magazines? Oh gosh, I would say that there was a, this is my so dad, My I dad gets I genuinely CNN news. Don't, I think that's what, yes, that is one. Chemical and engineering news was this is like favorite <laughs> magazine in the world. <laughs> we used to try to get shit in there all the time. Yeah, oh, that's so very funny. That's like People Magazine. I love They're People really, Magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Did, you, did, you, um, did you meet Abby McEnany uh, at Second City? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We I have said such... her name right, right? McEnany? Yeah, Abby McEnany. Yeah. Um, she is. You wrote on her show, show in, uh, a work in progress, which is on Showtime, right? That's right. You wrote on her show. Yeah, yeah. I got to write like season one, and then they asked me back for season two, and and the show is amazing. Abby McEnany is incredible. If you haven't watched mm-hmm. it, check it out. She is it's like pretty a... remarkable to see it's, that. It's incredible. A very butch lesbian. Yeah. in a sort of neurotic role I, it, it's really i mean it's really exciting to see that too yeah it's so exciting and she's so she's just so funny she's yeah. just naturally so funny and like she was a part of the same sort of like improv circle right stand up um mm-hmm. and that whole conversation that- with julie sweeney in the first season was like incredible Amazing. incredible Amazing. Such a good oh, get show. ready for the get ready for season two. Oh, Julie's back. Oh, is Julie's she? Julie's back. Julie's oh. back, and they're really unpacking all of it. Wow. I mean, just to give um, backstory for listeners, there was uh, a lot of the, the show talked about the harm that the character Pat, that Julia Sweeney's character on SNL Pat, did to a lot of sort of gender non-binary people, mm-hmm. and it's a really interesting conversation. The show, and it's a funny show too. So watch. Yeah. It's very and funny. Ju- it's yeah. very funny. And Julia is also from Second City, too. So oh, we just, right. It, it just was like a perfect, like, connection that she was open to do this. And also, like, very cool of her to want to yeah. try to talk about well, that. Well, what's funny like is, like, this. imagine, like, imagine, a, <laughs> I, I can't imagine a man being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me talk about this, like, problematic character I did in the 90s. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, only a woman would do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and also it's just like, so it, it, it sort of speaks to what you were talking about with like your teacher mispronouncing your name. You know what I mean? Like there's 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 a place where like Julia did something in a character that was funny, but like it was probably very problematic and hurtful as well. And she, you're right, Elliot, it's just like only, only someone who understands that like, oh, you have to have these conversations. You have to be yeah. open to being wrong and saying you were wrong. Like it's a, it's an important thing. But it's, I also it's, think it's, I also think it's important to being open to allowing her to explain herself, Julia Sweeney, that is. And like, instead of saying, well, she's, she's by default, then a bad person. She can't be 
yeah. redeemed. She's awful. Uh, no one should she go can't to host shows. Jeopardy. She can't host Jeopardy. It's like, well, you know, if, <laughs> if there was something you did 20, 30 years ago that now we deem out, out of touch or out of date or insensitive, yeah. then yeah, let's, let's address it. But also address that like what things have evolved and changed since then. Sorry. Yeah. yeah I, I, it is. You're so right. It's like, there's a sense of humility that she comes with it. That is yeah. so wonderful. And like so many people, I wish more people had that when it comes to being like mm -hmm. pushed on things that they've done in the past. Yeah. So yeah, the humility comes from, you know, being a teen girl and always wanting to get guys off. You know, you just learn <laughs> that you need to think of other people and your actions. And, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And realize and that above the, all, the, make sure those, they come. Those hand jobs you <laughs> gave in high school. <laughs> Those, yeah. Yeah, yes. those hand jobs you gave in high school they 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 they, mm -hmm. they were part of your comedy now they've exactly. helped you they've helped mm -hmm. you which is great well thank um, you so much tian for doing this oh my yeah, god thank a you joy a where joy. can people find you on the internet well i'm only on that. instagram mm -hmm. on uh, at hank tina all other hank social tina. media platforms give me anxieties so yeah hank tina. Oh, very smart we love it and definitely go watch your stand-up guys yeah. it's so funny yeah. so just the best i can't thank you so much for being here tian thank you so much and another thing so we were talking i think last week about braces although i forget if we did that on the air or off the air no we talked about it off the air but we thought it'd yeah. be fun to talk about our respective experiences with puberty and and i mean yeah. certainly braces was mm. a big part of them and i know i i know brent you did wear braces yep i had braces for several yeah. years yeah. i wanted them i never i mean i i wanted them for some reason i thought they were like hot yeah. uh and i <laughs> really really wanted them i didn't need them but i i mean apparently i needed them just for a short period of time but even when mm -hmm. i got them i was like these are hot i would get them to be in you know, how, remember you could like pick the colors of the yeah, bands around the them. Bands. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I was like a very proud Jew, and I got blue and white oh for the Israeli God. flag. I had friends who got the glow in the dark bands. Who would, when they, yeah, and the, they would, they would. Yes. They, it was so fun to see. It was so God. fun. Meanwhile, yeah. puberty kids are like. I am so disgusted by the idea of like pubescent children. Like you know, like just the sure. smell and the, they're grow and like the idea of like oh, braces no. on top of that. These like things that I know. grab their food. It's it's like. It's so gnarly, but I, I have just, such I wanted a, them so bad. I have such a soft spot for kids who who are going through that because it is it's such a it's, it's such the a, worst it's traumatic time such an and it's time yeah. and you see especially whenever you encounter a kid who's who's which I rarely do because I'm never around children but right. when when I am when there is like a young kid who's around that age it's like you want to be inclusive and just sort of be kind to them because it's, yeah, it's of course it's rough you know did you yeah. guys have bad no, I don't I don't bad. rag on 12 year olds don't worry <laughs> I can see Brent going up to a 12 year old being like you get hair on your booty yet <laughs> oh my god i would not do that hair just on your for the booty. record i would not do that in a trillion years but elliot wanted to talk about puberty horror stories yeah so i will read a, a brief list of of my own I, my list was normally elliot's lists are the longest uh, in particular when we're asking for lists of men he's attracted to but uh <laughs> mine is the longest this time i do remember uh I forget what happened, but um, I remember one day coming home from school and my mom had left the book, What's Happening to Your Body, Book for Boys, out on <laughs> my bed. She left it out for you? Yep. For oh, me. that's so cute. That was a horror. Uh, I remember- that, uh, Yeah, that would be a horror for me too. I remember dry shaving. So I would, yeah. you know, I was too, too like uh, uh, sensitive to like ask for shaving equipment. 
So I would, I stole one of my dad's replacement razors, you know, just the head. Oh, and wow. I dry shaved without shaving cream until like way late in high school. I think oh, I was wait, probably hold on, a hold junior. Hold on, hold on. You, you used a razor. Yes. Without shaving cream, but you used it against your skin. Yes. Yes. Wow. So I shaved. I couldn't ask for shaving cream. I coun't ask for my own. What did razor. that do to your skin? It, it gave me like a, <laughs> an ashy lip. It was, it's horrifying. Wow. And oh I remember God. at a certain point just being like, Brent, just but go like, if anything, go shoplift a razor yeah. for fuck's sake, you know? Yeah. Um, turns out they're only like three bucks. But anyway, uh, I, so I did that for a while. Turns, turns I, remember, <laughs> I remember reading The Outsiders and having like infinite like sexual turmoil about like this band of like bad boys that are always like <laughs> hanging out and living together that book like that totally stirred my soul i remember that and um, see the movie. oh and i remember seeing a friend of mine raise his hand in class and i saw is in sixth grade and i could i saw that he had like underarm hair yeah and i was horrified i had the exact same thing where i have distinct yeah. memories of being like getting underarm hair and being obsessed like but in a scary way yeah. with like mm. other kids getting oh. it and being horrified when i would see it because i was like it's happening it's happening yeah. not <laughs> me not me i had hot flashes i was feeling oh it God. i was like Every time I saw it, I was like, oh, can I see more? Like, I yeah. I just, I needed it. You know what I mean? I, and I, it was so funny. And, I and shaved doing, it. I shaved my underarms. Oh, I really? Get it also yeah. until high school. Oh, yeah. wow. I, I actually remember doing similar things because I was embarrassed about, like, body hair. Like, I was embarrassed. Oh, I was having mortified. Mortified. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was definitely traumatic. But I really didn't have very many traumatic. I mean, I remember I didn't like sweating because I'm a sweater and I didn't like you know, the, when that started, I remember distinctly when that started in like fifth grade, Mr. Parsons class was the first day of school. And I had this like Arizona jeans company t-shirt on like a maroon mm -hmm. one. And mm -hmm. I, I, I remember I was, I started sweating. And so I started shoving, like shoving my shirt into my armpit to like yeah. hide the sweat. But then when recess or lunch came, I stood up and like I had like massive wings of sweat yeah. all over oh, the shirt, God. all over the shirt. I really tried very hard to do. Um, well, I tried very hard to to to. to um, I was freaked out about sweating, too. I, I think I've mentioned that I would put a sponge with rubber bands under yeah. my arms to try and yeah. absorb the sweat. <laughs> yeah. My God. Um, yeah. But then I think the other thing uh, was, oh, yeah, I mean, I I wanted to have the same like mushroom cut as other like you know yep. waspy kids and italian cut. kids but my hair yeah. was too jewish and brittle and I so had that i had a very awkward like very awkward mushroom cut that just didn't it just did not work my hair yeah. was like way too semitic and in pictures it just looks just horrifying just truly horrifying <laughs> I, I distinctly remember i i grew my hair out one time and i i had I, before before chemo i had really sort of wavy thick sort of you know curly hair uh -huh. not I, I mean i'm not jewish i wasn't jewish then so like and i had not in my family so that's not why i had it i don't know why it was just really thick hair and i remember my mom because i wanted that cut i wanted like the long yeah. hair cut or whatever yeah and my mom was like <laughs> You're too fat for, for long. Your face is too fat for long hair. You need to get oh a haircut. God. And well, it was just, and to this day, I'm like that. To this day, I can't have long hair. Well, it's funny because I heard the opposite because I have a smaller, narrower head. And I always heard people were like, you can't have long hair. It looks bad on small, I mean, small heads like yours. So it's like, make up your mind, jerks. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm Who not looks saying the best with long hair then? 
Uh, yeah, I guess that that's sort of what I'm saying. I always like, thought it just, was thinner people. I actually I mean, would that's... argue no one because I don't like long hair, but that's just a personal <laughs> preference. I think it's actually, I kind of like it actually. Wait, do you guys remember yeah, when you like first it. could successfully jerk off? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I distinctly remember. Elliot just clammed nope, up. It's fine. He's uncomfortable. No. Move on, move on. I distinctly, I mean, I'll share my story. I distinctly remember it was, it, I, I remember the moment so clearly. It was when there was a primetime David Letterman um, weird animal tricks was on TV. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't know why I was like, you know, I was at that age where I could just like get a boner whenever. And it wasn't because of the show for the record, but yeah. it just No, happened. I get it. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't know how to physically do it. You know what I mean? I didn't know how yes, to like right, physically right. like that that wasn't computing in my head, but I had no guidance. Like no one ever taught me to do anything, course, shave right. or anything. And so I remember I just knew I had to go to the bathroom. I figured that was where you had to do this. And I would like, I I, I did it like you would squeeze toothpaste out of a, <laughs> yeah, out of, yeah. out of, you know, the thing. And I did it so violently <laughs> that oh, it was God. just like, that I was just like, something has to happen from this, but it wasn't, it wasn't oh, pleasant. No. It wasn't oh, pleasant no, for right. me. And I was able right. to finish. I was able to like, you know, do it. And I understood why it was so exciting, but I also was like, there's gotta be a better way. It sounds like yeah. a pretty miserable first orgasm, to be honest. It was, with you. it was, but it wasn't because I also was just like, I gotta do it again and again and again yeah. and again and again. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I will. I won't get into the weeds on my first orgasm, but um, Elliot has a journal about all his orgasms. <laughs> yeah, we'll publish it on on Instagram at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I had this. I just had a similar. I'm not going to elaborate, but I also did it wrong for a very long period of time. Yeah, me too. Because no me one too. told me what to do. I was. I. I. Yeah. I remember. This is as graphic as I'll get. I rubbed my dick like a lamp, like yeah. a magic lamp. <laughs> and I and I, and a, a couple times I was like, it like just didn't work. I was like, I'm doing this wrong. Yeah. What am I doing wrong? And then eventually I figured. There it is out. someone listening right now who is literally jerking <laughs> off to this. Well, like, hopefully, <laughs> God willing. And I don't if you think are, I think, DM us. Yeah, I think I didn't understand like when people would even make the, like the jerk off movement as to be like oh fuck off you know whatever yeah i didn't understand what they were ref- i was like oh yeah i didn't know what that was <laughs> but yeah i also i did it wrong for a very long period of time wow. until i didn't and that changed the game and, and here <laughs> we are everything and now he can't stop i mean actually he doesn't have his arm is like the right arm is so strong oh no i will you know size. i will say that i think yeah. that's something that like fucked up um fucked me up was that like and it's, I think I've actually blocked this out for a long period of time. But when I was a kid, way before puberty, I was, I remember playing at my friend's house. And do you remember those like tire swings that were like plastic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like red and yellow. Uh-huh. They were plastic springs, plastic tire swings with time, time. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they were twine, excuse me. And they were like small because they were for kids. They weren't even really a tire. It was like a mm-hmm. disc. And somehow I have oh. no idea how I like was on my friend's, Twine, twine tire swing, and I got like my penis wrapped up in the twine. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and my friend's mom had to cut the twine. <laughs> Wait, how did oh you get your dick? How did, how did it get? I have guys, absolutely is... no idea. I mean, it also reveals that you know Elliot is 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 was hung. I was a even kid. back I was, then. I was a was, little kid, but I don't even. I still don't know how. My dick has happened. never been long enough to get Ooh. stuck in anything. <laughs> Welcome she had to my cut, world. She had to cut the twine. Can you imagine? I mean, you so had to have parental involvement because your dick is so long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I won't. I, I'm not going to fight you on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> already, if you get it, Brent's going to be me being uh, unhinged all the time. And then, if you want to <laughs> spread 
rumors about excuse me excuse me dm for picks dm for picks picks. (laughs) what would your aunt say brent what would your aunt ramona say about something she heard on today's show i've seen pictures and elliot's right he did look hot in braces (laughs) (laughs) my um aunt joanne would say uh you know I understand that puberty might have been awkward for you, but from where I was sitting, that soprano voice in the Fiddler on the Roof was nothing <laughs> but perfect. Oh, love Sabbath prayer. Love that song from Fiddler. Go ahead. How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, I've never looked at porn in a library, but I have learned I cannot read a romance novel in a library. Ooh, <laughs> that one time. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm H. Allen Scott. <laughs> and I am Brent. Not going to show you my dick Sullivan. Actually, because th- everyone thinks our voices sound the same. That's problematic. Yeah. In fact, this is Mr. Brent Sullivan. 